0: to Coping with Ghosting, the show that provides hope, healing, and understanding for anyone who has been ghosted. I'm your host, Greta, and today I'm interviewing Tina Gilbertson, who is a psychotherapist, author, and co-founder of the Reconnection Club, which is an education and support website for parents seeking to reconnect with their estranged adult children. Tina is also the host of the Reconnection Club podcast, a show dedicated to helping parents understand and address common issues in estrangement. Welcome to the podcast, Tina.
1: Thank you so much, Greta. It's great to be with you, and thank you for this podcast.
0: Thank you. I invited you here because I have been approached by parents who ask me what to do when their children ghost them, and I always suggest that they join the Reconnection Club. Today, I want to hold a space for you to share what your work is all about. But first, I wonder, what are a few reasons why adult children estrange themselves from their parents?
1: That's an interesting question. And I think it's probably a little bit different from some of the reasons why people ghost their dates, their friends and and so on. And we do have some research on parent adult child estrangement that that points to contributing factors like uh, financial conflicts, in law problems, different values, infertility issues. I mean, there's just tons of different factors that seem to go into relationship problems between adult children and their parents. But it seems that it seems pretty clear that what it comes down to is the adult child feeling in some way not either loved or accepted uh, for who they are by the parent and when I say that parents are horrified because they feel like they love and accept their children and they cannot figure out how did this disconnect happen between how I feel for my child and what's coming across so but there is some kind of disconnect apparently if the adult child is feeling that way. So I mean much of my work is in helping parents understand how could this have happened if you're not a terrible parent and you you know you're not abusive. You there there are some parents who do abuse, but they are not the only ones who get ghosted by adult children. There are I've seen all kinds of parents, including quite conscientious parents who really, really wanted to do the right thing. And they end up with estranged adult children. So there doesn't seem to be a perfect uh, correlation between like being a terrible parent and your risk of being estranged at all. I can only imagine
0: how hard that must be for those parents, especially when they've given their all and they've done everything they possibly could to support, love and nurture their children it's just exactly heartbreaking and you were saying it's gutting it's just awful
1: yeah there is that the parent knows how much they've sacrificed how much they've done for their children it's not always as clear on the receiving end what what's going on for the parent and so it feels often quite um not only confusing but deeply unfair especially if the parent has given their own parent a lot of leeway and a lot of grace you know they're like gosh my mother is 10 times worse than i was to my kids and and i have never cut her off why is this happening to me how why am i so bad or you know it just doesn't seem right
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it's completely unfair yeah it feels exactly feels really unfair
0: In your online platform, you have a Reconnection Club roadmap, and this offers ways for parents to facilitate reconnection with their estranged adult child or children. Can you briefly summarize the three steps within this roadmap and explain why each one is so
1: important? Sure. Well, it really begins with resting and recovery which is counterintuitive because you think you rest at the end, right? You do all this work and then you get to rest. Right. No, you, you, the first thing you want to do if you're in shock about, especially if you're in shock about what your child is doing, is to just pause and breathe and take stock of where you are. Mm-hmm. And some, sometimes if you've had, especially if you have trauma in your history or you've had a difficult past or you've been hurt a lot before, those old wounds are going to be reopened by your child taking distance now or, or, you know, being angry at you or accusing you of things. Those old wounds can reopen. And so it's really, really important to just be still and kind to yourself and just find self-compassion rather than um, impulsively trying to take action to fix this problem. Which is what I think most of us do when we have a problem, an important problem in our lives. It's like, what do we do? How do we fix this? What you know, I need to do something right away. So, so the opposite of that is, I'm going to just take a breather, be still, uh, and take stock. But once you have done a lot of that and you've started to heal from some of the wounds that underlie, that perhaps underlie this current hurt then you move into a a step two which is research and review that's where you start to educate yourself about what are these kinds of things that get between parents and adult children because ultimately it's it's important to understand that people do not uh ghost their parents on a whim they don't do it lightly they don't do it casually it's a very big deal For most people, I mean, we we have research on this and and I have personal experience talking to people who have made this decision, decision and it's really tough on the adult child to make this decision and it's really kind of the best of the worst options that they see for themselves. So step two is about gently coming to understand that there are reasons why this is happening that those reasons have to be taken as valid uh, because for healing to happen and repair to happen in that relationship, those reasons have to be addressed. Mm -hmm. So that's the work of step two. There's a lot of education. A lot of people, most of us, you know, we have the luxury of not really having to understand necessarily a lot about family dynamics or the way people get hurt in relationships. We just can go along and Trust that the people we love, love us back, even if we're not perfect. Uh, but when something like this happens and you're suddenly finding yourself minus a child or two uh, who's not talking to you, mm-hmm. then then you're given a choice. Do I try to educate myself about this or do I sit and wait to mm-hmm. see if my child changes his mind or her mind? So step two is about choosing to to gather information. Uh, and, and really stock up on ideas about what might have gone wrong and how to address that. And step three is then to take step one and step two and all of the resources that you have gathered and all of the calm that you've attained and the healing that's starting to happen. That's when you start to reach out to repair and reconnect from a place of having a somewhat fuller emotional bucket You know, you've taken the time in step one to really uh, get some of what you need, whether it's therapy, compassion from, from a close friend or your partner, or, you know, you've really kind of stocked up on the good stuff, the resources that are going to strengthen you. And you've stocked up on enough information that you have some ideas of what's needed. Now in step three, you put all of that to use in reaching out and letting your child know, I get it. I appreciate that you needed to step away. And here's what I understand about that. And I want to, to show up differently in our relationship so that we can both enjoy being together.
0: Wow, that's brilliant. And I love how you created this comprehensive plan. I think that this framework gives parents A sense of control when everything is out of control because they know, okay, this is what I have to do now. And I've heard in your podcast when you went over this that if you do it out of order, that's okay
1: too. I if I mean, I think parents will do it out of order Mm -hmm. because they're gonna want to start at step three and start reaching out and doing things and writing apology letters and all this stuff is right where they want to start, I think ultimately you're going to have to go back. If you start at step three, you're going to have to go back to step two. You may need to also go back to step one at some point. Right. Um, the successful uh, reconciliations that I see do, I mean, this is where these steps come from is this is mm-hmm. what I see is parents starting in with themselves mm-hmm. and, and healing on the inside or starting that process, which takes courage in a lot of cases. And then moving into taking their time learning before reaching out. If you don't have the foundation and you start reaching out, then not only might you kind of waste your time and set the clock back if the person just really needs more time, but you could actually do further damage because you haven't taken the time to regulate your own nervous system, get the information you need, you know, you may be reaching out from a, from a place of desperation or hurt yourself or anger. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do recommend, even though it's completely the opposite of what you want to do on some level, I do recommend starting with step one and staying there as long as you can until you move to step two.
0: I love it. Thank you for clarifying that. Do many parents eventually reconnect with their estranged children?
1: I have every reason to believe that yes many parents do. first of all, I regularly hear from parents who have managed to reconnect and also we it, it appears from what we from the research that we do have and it's ongoing it appears that most estrangements are temporary most of them do come to an end wow. and from what I have seen uh, nobody knows for sure but from what I have seen, it seems to me that the estrangements that are lifelong that that kind of go on forever are estrangements in which the parent has no idea what happened or what they can do to make repairs and so they do nothing mm. and they wait to see if the adult child maybe changes their mind or his mind and you know that that could just nothing could move for a lifetime but if if the parent I mean, parents have a lot of power, both personally and in the relationship with their children. When you raise somebody for 18 years and you're the voice of authority in their lives, you you carry power, whether you mean to or not. And it's not necessarily power over. It's the kind of power that, you know, you see somebody walking down the street in a uniform, uh, a police uniform or military uniform, and, you know, people have different feelings about those uniforms that they see but many people when they look at somebody in a uniform they they see some sort of uh, something bigger than just the human who's in the uniform the person who's wearing the uniform may be feeling small and scared and uncertain but the person on the outside looking at them in the uniform might see authority they might see strength they might see aggression. They might see all kinds of things that have more to do with the uniform than the person wearing it. And being a parent is kind of like you're wearing a parent uniform in the eyes of your children. And they respond to that. So you, for a lifetime, you will always be wearing that parent suit for your kids. And that, you know, that can that carries some weight. And it can be used for good. Mm-hmm that impact that it has. Wow. That is such a
0: great way to think about it. I love it. That's really helpful and hopeful to hear knowing that there is a chance that there's a great chance that there can be reunification for both the parent and the child.
1: Yes. I think that one of the biggest hurdles for parents is not realizing how much of an influence they can and do have and in the relationship that they really do have the power to set a different tone for a relationship that's gone a little bit off the rails. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Tina, your podcast ends in such a beautiful way. You say, remember that you are a loving, lovable, and still growing human being. So please take care of yourself. And I want to leave our listeners with a message of hope as well. Do you have anything you'd like to say to soothe the hearts and
1: minds of anyone going through this? Yes. First of all, don't confuse today with forever. This is a process that you and your child are going through a phase of your relationship, most likely. And Just like you don't have to be a terrible person to find yourself ghosted by a a date or a friend, you don't have to be a terrible parent or even a below average parent to find yourself in this position of having an estranged adult child. If there are problems in the relationship, please assume that you do have some power to make positive changes because you almost certainly do. And there's help available for. For you to try to figure it out, even if you feel like powerless, you know, like there's really nothing you can do. How can I fix this if my child won't talk to me? That's a question I get a lot. There is so much you can do. As the roadmap indicates, steps one and two have nothing to do with the adult child at all. There's so much parents can do uh, just using themselves as a tool for, for growth. So do seek help. Do seek information. Listening to this podcast is a great start. Um, And Greta, I just so appreciate that you started a podcast about ghosting, because I do think this is a, a widespread issue in our society that needs to be addressed and that deserves attention.
0: Thank you for saying that. Tina, finally, how can our listeners connect with
1: you? I would love for them to begin by reading my book, Reconnecting with Your Estranged Adult Child. You don't have to buy it. You can get it from your local library. If they don't have it, they can order it. But that's, a, that's really the best place to start because it gives you a sense. I mean, it may be, I would like to think it could be all that you need to figure out what to do vis-a-vis your child. But it'll also give you a sense of my approach and the Reconnection Club approach And then the podcast, the Reconnection Club podcast is free. You can can find it in any podcast
0: Mm -hmm.
1: player app. And that just, you know, I talk about little bite-sized ideas in the podcast. But I mean, the book and the podcast combined will give you lots and lots of information. So those are the best ways to begin to kind of take in the kind of material that I'm putting out. And then if you feel like you'd like even more support, and you'd like to access the materials that I have built for the Reconnection Club library, Uh, we have expert interviews on specific topics like adoption and estrangement, mother-daughter relationships, things like that, and also a community, uh, a moderated community where you can talk to other parents, then please feel free to join the Reconnection Club at ReconnectionClub.com. But lastly, if I may, I would just like to say that before you do anything, anything at all. If you have trauma in your history, if you had a difficult childhood, if you experienced abuse or neglect, please don't underestimate the impact of that on your quality of life and your relationships. If you haven't had trauma-focused treatment for childhood injuries, I would absolutely do that as a First order of business. That's where I would put all of my focus and energy and time.
0: Thank you for that. Tina, (laughs) having you on this show is incredible. And I'm just so grateful that you've been here and you're really just helping so many people. I'm so grateful that you're showing so much support to all the parents out there who wish to reconnect with their estranged adult children.
1: Thank you, Greta. It's really a privilege to be on your show and I wish you all the best. Thank you so much for your time.
0: Hello, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this show. If you have a question about being ghosted that you want me to answer in an upcoming joint episode with the Ghost Podcast, please send me an email at copingwithghosting at gmail.com. And if you have been ghosted, And you want one-on-one coaching, please visit my website, copingwithghosting.com to set up a free 15-minute intro call so I can learn more about your specific situation. And finally, be sure to remember when you are ghosted, you have more time to connect with yourself and people who have stellar communication skills. You truly deserve the best.